wig? Did you just say wig? Wig, okay. That'll work. That was all off, but that's okay. That'll Welcome work. to Wigging Out. Yeah, all on for me. I saw everyone at the same time. Oh, did you? Yeah. Mine was oh, like. Oh shit! I, that's why mine you was keep like me. I'm Caitlin, delayed, Ashley. and I'm like. I think I'm delayed. I'm like, I see everyone all clapping at the very same time. Oh shit! Maybe I'm delayed. I, I literally saw it was me, Caitlin, and Ashley. Like all three. Like yeah, I see, yeah. It was like all off for me. It's whatever. One of us is delayed. That's what, okay. It's whatever. It's fine. Whatever. It'll work out. Um, For our five listeners, one of them is here today. <laughs> oh my god. Anytime, like one of our listeners, like becomes a guest, I'm like, oh no, there's one less person listening right now. You have to listen twice just to make up for it. Though. It's fine. Yeah, You're gonna gain for... listeners because I'm gonna force yeah. my entire drag family to listen to this. Episode. Oh my god, gag! Yay! Because I told them. I oh, I I need to ask you about your drag family. That'll be a later question. <laughs> um, I didn't even. Put that in our outline. We should maybe do our intro, Caitlin. <laughs> oh. No, who needs an intro? That's okay. I'm Martyr. I'm C Tepper. This is a messy episode of Wicked Out. Woo! I'm editing up our outline because we are very professional. I thought Martyr oh, yes. was supposed to randomly start at some time to catch the audio. Oh, here. Oh, trust me. This thing has probably started 20 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. Or like We're fine. everything trying to figure out everything. We're fine. We're doing great, kids. Okay. <laughs> hey, Caitlin, who are we talking to today? So she's from New York at some point, but she's also really from Chicago, and now she's back in Chicago in, like, the suburb area, I think. It's Rhea Sacha. Hello, friends. So lovely to see your faces. I like That's my favorite thing. I love when you say that in all your stories Hello, and all your videos. It's me, that makes Rhea me Sunshine. <laughs> it reminds me of the Shelley Duvall thing. Hello. I'm Shelly Duvall. Oh. Hello. Like Mar- I'm Shelly Duvall. That's like Martyr's favorite thing. Oh my god. And, like you remind me of it. Shelly Duvall's an icon. So is Raya Sunshine. Um, Raya yes! Sunshine. Raya Sunshine. <laughs> um, I, I love this kid. I, I was trying to think of like the first time we met um, and I honestly can't remember but I, you, we've it been was... around each other so much so it, it just feels like natural. So I remember. <laughs> okay, um... good. <laughs> oh. Let's start off like that. This is I, not in my outline. Let's start. I remember. Um, I feel like it was UDP. I feel like it was when you were doing UDP because I was. Oh my god, we were all there. We were all there because Vicky and <laughs> Martyr and Obscura were all in that season yep. together. Right, right, right. And right. I was there to see Obscura because Obscura and I were like friends first. Caitlin and I became friends at nightgowns New yeah. Year's Eve because I was there by myself. And so was I. <laughs> and so was Caitlin. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and then through Obscura, I met Martyr and we became friends at Ultimate Drag pra- Pageant, I'm pretty sure. May she rest yeah. in pieces. <laughs> yeah. When did that end? When did the last one go? Um, the last I one no was Islea. Uh, and that was right after my season. 
So yeah. it was my cycle, then Isleas, and Acacia, and, and Jupiter, and multiple people. And, um, <laughs> and then and, COVID happened, and now the West End is closed. Wait. Speaking of COVID. <laughs> wait, sorry. Was Jupiter what? in your Go season? No, Jupiter was in oh. the season after me. Uh, Falls okay, McMoon okay. was in my season. Uh, and Peaches. And I'm not going to name more because I'm going to forget someone. Fancy Drew. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to forget someone and then they're going to be it's, like, There's always like 50 you? people in Ultimate Drag Pageant. Oh, yeah. So okay. There's so many. <laughs> speaking of COVID. So, <laughs> yeah, speaking of COVID. <laughs> try to get back on track. We're already really messy. <laughs> um, tell You have a really interesting COVID story. And I feel like your journey reflects a lot of people who were in New York. So yeah. tell us about what's going on with you and COVID. And well, me and like, COVID. Hmm? I have not had COVID. So it's more just a... Oh, wow. You're one of the few people I know who hasn't had it yet. <laughs> I just got tested. It's always time. I just got tested yesterday. So we'll find out. Oh, wow. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. I've had a sore throat for a couple of days. And I was like, just to oh, rule no. it out, I'm going to do it. I'm just yeah. going to sit and... I sat my car for three and a half hours in this drive-through line it was oh insane my god but oh my god yeah but my um my story <laughs> yeah is that um I was living in Harlem I actually had tickets to go see company on Broadway the night Broadway shut down and I was very sad um <laughs> who was in the new one I don't Patty remember because I said and that's yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, honest. No, because I think she was reprising her role. She reprising was from the, the London cast. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, you know, it was a really like it was a really transitional time in my life. And then everything shut down. Like I was about to start working uh, as a wardrobe supervisor for a show. I was taking off time at Girl Scouts to like, you know, stepping back from. Uh, working retail there to like move mm -hmm. into maybe doing more like freelance costuming work and focusing on acting and mm -hmm. drag and all of that. Um, yep. uh, COVID happened. The show got shut down mm. uh, that I was working on because Broadway shut down. Everything shut down. Yep. It's still shut down. That weekend, um, you know, my sister had already, I have a twin sister uh hannah oh i didn't know that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is it identical no fraternal okay fraternal. yeah so my twin sister hannah um <laughs> she had already flown home uh because she was uh a senior at nyu mm -hmm. so she had already flown home to just like you know they thought maybe they'll just be there for the spring break uh mm -hmm. and then come back and it'll all be over um and then, you know, I was getting calls from my parents, like, you know, why don't you just, you should come back just for right now. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like surging. It's scary that you're there by yourself. Yeah. Even though I live in an apartment. I lived in an apartment with three other people. Uh, but all of my roommates were also going back to their homes. Oh. Uh, so it would have been just me in the apartment by myself. Maybe yeah. with my other roommate. Been there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was fun. Um, and I, yeah. and, and you know, my best friend, uh, Betty Theft, was also going back home for a little bit to kind of like mm. ride the wave. And um, so I was like, okay, I'm going to go home. I'll bring some summer clothes because maybe this will go through June. And then mm -hmm. I'll come back. 
Yeah. Here we are. <laughs> and yep. here I am, fully moved into my high school bedroom. Uh, but... <laughs> I, I did the same thing at the beginning of quarantine. So yeah. I think a lot of us all have been there. But, you know, through being here I and, you know, being on unemployment for so long. Uh, oh, welcome to the unemployment club. Yeah. We are all on un- unemployment here. Yeah. <laughs> Just claimed my unemployment yesterday. Um, Me too. <laughs> <laughs> the moment I realized I didn't have to do it on the same day. Like, I thought I always oh. had to do it on Wednesday, and then I was like, oh, it just has to be the beginning of a new week. Okay, I can do yeah. it at any point with during this week. So I've, But I, if I don't do it at the beginning, I forget. Yeah, yeah same. There have been times, though, where it's like, and because I'm in Chicago, well, yeah. Deerfield, but Chicago, I had to... Yeah. <laughs> people are going to be so mad at me. That's such a big thing of the, like, suburbs versus the actual city. But I swear, yeah. I've spent enough time in the actual city. I could find my way around. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm derailing myself. Uh, <laughs> That's okay. That's what we're here for. Um, so, moved home. Uh, yeah. Decided that... Well, my lease was up in August on the apartment that I was living in. So mm-hmm. me, well, another roommate of mine decided that they weren't going to re-sign it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, hmm, should I re-sign it? I was kind of like... Thinking about I it? I was thinking about it. Because, you know, growing up here, I was always kind of wondering, like, Chicago theater is a thing. It's a it's a scene. It's a... a Especially in the comedy scene, which is a little different. Yeah. I know Chicago has a big actual like musical theater scene. They have a, it's it's mostly plays, but they do have musicals. It's a lot of like mm-hmm. community theater, regional theater. But it's mm-hmm. supposedly, I have yet to find out. It's supposedly a great city for non-equity actors, which oh. I am. Uh, yeah. And I have EMC points, which makes it even better. Um, I don't know mm-hmm. how much you guys know about. I know nothing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, don't know what AMC points are. I know, like, equity. Do you redeem those at the theater? Do you get, like, a Yeah, I know. That's what I was thinking. I was like, AMC, like, like the theater. Hi, I have five EMC points. I'd like a front row seat. Thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's basically you, there's multiple different ways to join equity, and one of the ways to join equity is by earning points, and then once you have mm-hmm. enough points, they'll be like, do you want to join the union? And then you can be mm-hmm. like yeah or no and then if you say no you have like six months before they're like join or die um (laughs) i love a history i know there's like big pros and cons cons with that though yeah exactly so um i was like you know what i can one for the amount of rent that i was paying in new york to live in a a four-bedroom apartment Mm mm-hmm I could have a studio apartment here and just like mm-hmm. live by myself. Um, yeah. So I made the tough decision and I was like, I'm going to move back to Chicago, move into the city eventually once I have mm-hmm. a job and like have actual things to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah. So in August I packed up all my stuff and I left uh, and uh, now I'm here. Three bucks. Two bags, one me. One me. <laughs> more, more like uh, probably like seven boxes, one giant suitcase, and a minivan. <laughs> and a partridge and a pear tree. <laughs> but I feel like your story is very similar to almost all the... Yeah. Anyone who is not 
originally, besides Mark Tier, who's not <laughs> originally from New York, I feel like who's it like a drag performer? I think yeah, basically went back home. Yeah, it's you know, it's really hard when you don't have an income to live in that city. It's hard yeah. to mm-hmm. be so far away from your family when yep. there's a global pandemic going on. <laughs> uh, and while I do miss my uh, uh, tiny sense of freedom. Uh, <laughs> is it really freedom if we're all broke all the time yes yeah financial I mean, freedom th- that's the other thing is that i knew if i went back i wouldn't be going back to the same new york that i had lived in for the last like three four that's years correct. yeah so it'll still be there when i yeah that's what, mom says. <laughs> that's what my mom says Come back, she, my mom wants me to move back and she's always like new york's not going anywhere i'm like but I am, and it's not there. <laughs> I totally, yeah. I totally understand the like the the want to to help New York become or grow back to what it was, or just be there, or even just it's going to take a long time. I know, or even just yeah. a sense of like community. I mean, I miss mm-hmm. oh, I miss my friends so much. But also, like you know, two of the three members of my drag family don't live there anymore, so. Yeah, it's just it's got it's it's kind of a giant exodus for a lot of people, which is great as a native New Yorker. Please leave. Uh, I don't want you here. Not you personally, <laughs> but just like like all the like Midwest like you know like rich kids who like are on like their mm-hmm. families whatever who are paying for everything for them to live in like Williamsburg. Like mm-hmm. y'all can leave. We don't need you. Yeah. <laughs> as someone you, Mark, as some, as someone who lives in Williamsburg, none of that is true about me. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, Martyr is kind of the exception, but pre-pandemic, like all the hipsters. Mm-hmm. Martyr, oh, yeah. where are you originally from? Like, where would you? Good old Florida. Florida. Okay. Florida. I thought maybe maybe you were from the Midwest. Nah. Good old good old South. Even I'm worse. Heart. Even worse. America's Even jail. Worse. Florida. America's Australia. Um. I wish it was like Australia. Oh my god. Oh, speaking of which, the controversial well, question for Rhea. Oh, do you please, still have me. NYC in your Instagram handle? <laughs> oh my god, yeah, that's a good question. I don't. I have oh, it in good. my email because I can't change my email. So, sorry. But my my Instagram handle is now rhea.sunshinexoxo. Cute. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. That's okay. See, I, I hugs and kisses. I'm glad you did that. I do remember the NYC, and um, there was just a large trend of the girls not changing there. No, I yeah. changed it. <laughs> I did. I did. Okay, here's the thing. Because I'm not really, like, I don't know many Chicago drag queens personally. I know mm-hmm. of a lot of Chicago drag queens, yeah. but mm-hmm. it's different than, like, yeah. you know, yeah. knowing people. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh so I did put like the NYC to Chicago in my bio because okay. I just, I'm, it's true. All of, my, all of my friends are from New York and all of the shows that I'm producing mostly involve New York, uh, New York Queens, or at least people I know to some yeah. extent. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to know other people. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully the podcast will make you meet. I'm friends. trying to make friends. Raya Sunshine, <laughs> friends wanted. Please apply. Um, I realized the other day there was another Raya Sunshine follow me on Twitter. And I knew it wasn't you because it didn't look like you. <laughs> well, speaking of that, how did you come up with your name? Because I have seen another Raya as well. That, yeah. So I actually, 
I didn't come up with my name. Um, oh, you didn't? No, it's a funny story, and it involves Betty Theft. Um, so okay. the name that I kind of, I heard, and I was like, ooh, that sounds like a good drag name for me, <laughs> was Melisma, uh, which is a musical term. See, it's all too, it's oh. all too like up here to make any sense with my personality. Honey, you're um, talking to Martyr. <laughs> 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 you mean Marta? Wait, what does it mean as Marta? a... <laughs> yeah, Mar- it's actually Wait, what Martin. is it? <laughs> I know. What is it as a musical term, though? I don't know. It's I'm, kind of... A, um, I'm probably explaining this wrong, but to my understanding, it's it's the space between... or It's it's not the space between two notes, but it's like a, a simplified run. So instead of doing mm-hmm. the, like, all the things, like the... Uh, yeah. uh, Beautiful singing, I know. Um, Fabulous. <laughs> uh, it's just like, da-da. <laughs> like, it's just like <laughs> one note to the next. It's a very simplified run. And I was like, that's perfect because I'm a soprano and I can't do runs. And if I sing while I'm in drag, it's all going to be just like golden age gal, hour moment, carousel, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. all okay. the things. Oh but, we need but then Betty Theft... <laughs> I was telling Betty on the train, and Betty turns to me and like, you can't name yourself Melisma. You can't. And Betty was like, what about Rhea Sunshine? Because you're like all happy peppy thing. I was like, that's cute. I like that. I also kind of just like the idea of Rhea as a name. Yeah. And full disclosure to the other Rhea Sunshine that I know, um, (laughs) I did Google the name. And Rhea yeah. did come up, so that's why I spelled my okay. name R-E-Y-A instead of R-A-Y-A. Ah. But then I also thought, you know, R-E-Y-A, R-E-Y, that's like a musical, you know, Ray, a drop of golden sun. Oh, yeah. It all works Look out. Look at you. Look at you. <laughs> oh, my God. This is really well thought out. Look at you. Yeah. Holy Amazing. shit. You know, I didn't have anyone else to name me other than Betty. Um <laughs> Well, I know you have an extensive drag family. I was curious yeah. if you wanted to. Uh, you kind of say your origins, but I know I know some of your origins too. But I'm curious <laughs> from your own mouth, yeah, um, how that went about. Uh, so Golden Delicious mm-hmm. uh, is my drag mother. Uh, Dee Dee Comeswell is my drag sister, and Betty Theft is also my sister, but not like connected to the golden delicious fam uh but do you have like a house name no <laughs> oh we all have well you should cut her hurry the fuck up <laughs> we all have we all have different names and we're all all over the place um but golden and i uh met she was the first queen like local drag queen i saw because the first drag queen i ever saw was jinx monsoon at the lori beachman yeah i miss it (laughs) oh you're gonna make me cry (laughs) doing one of her um it was which show the most random of shows it was essentially like jinx singing broadway songs by request with no pre-planning whatsoever there wasn't a set list of songs she was going to sing it was just like i mean she saying uh poor unfortunate souls and uh yeah. other things i just remember that one um <laughs> no that's a good she does a good job yeah so she, I, I didn't know about that yeah so she was my um she was my first drag queen i ever saw but 
Uh-huh. Golden was my first like local queen I saw, and I yeah. saw her. No, there's a big difference. Yeah, there is a there is a yeah. difference. A very big, <laughs> very big. Difference. You're either a fan of a TV show or you're a fan of drag. That's and how I am definitely it. a fan of drag. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, the West End like was where I saw drag. I was I wasn't mm-hmm. 21. I was 19, and I uh, went to Golden's. Uh, show teacher's pet and Mm -hmm. uh you know I was I was pretty much almost graduating it was August I graduated at the end of September so I went Mm -hmm. I literally went to her show every month for a year (laughs) that's how it starts and then and and, you know probably after like the third month (laughs) she came up with like a nickname for for me she called me Mm -hmm. her star student and then we just Aww. like went back and forth with a bunch of different like teacher student pun sort of things. Oh like I think she she gave me a homework assignment at one point, not expecting what? me to actually do it, and I did. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> she gave me she gave well, it was like videos of Lip Synca. She gave me videos of Lip Synca uh, to watch and My favorite drag queen. <laughs> I love Lip Synca and Me too. Oh, and you know, wouldn't have I probably would have found out about her, but Golden introduced me to her. Um and I turned it in. I still have the Google Doc and she <laughs> Oh my god. Ooh. That's amazing. I want to look at I'll send it to you both. It's kind of funny. It's mostly just my opinions on the videos I watched. <laughs> Listen, and then if cute. anyone like I, I I agree I highly recommend googling like watching lip sync YouTube videos because yeah. if you think you know what drag is you don't know what drag is until you've seen her. and I just I just love thinking about you know the concept of a mix but having it be like actual I don't like I'm <laughs> I might be getting this wrong but like didn't she have to like tape things together yep. to yeah. make the mix so like she, it was- she physically edited everything but she also like physically i'm pretty sure because i went to the sasha thing at drag con uh-huh. she was interviewing lipstick and like she was like how the hell did you do this yeah. before like the technology was available and i'm pretty sure um she recorded like on a recorder like tv clips and stuff and that's what they used for the mix yeah i mean old school gives yeah. me uh gives me uh vibes of me holding my phone up to my computer with the voice memo just to get like one person's line from a movie oh my god oh my god honey screen record yeah or just like steal it from youtube i can't anyway (laughs) well we'll teach you yeah it was like my own uh technical ineptitudes is another another story (laughs) Well, luckily, Martyr is available for mixes if anyone needs some. I have done mixes for Vicky DeVille. He's done mixes for, yes. Uh, he does really good mixes if you yeah, ever need. I love I love making mixes. It's really fun. fun. It's just, um, I only make them when, like, the inspiration strikes. Mm. And I'm trying to, because I have a show coming up, I'm trying to, like, mm-hmm. think about what I'm going to do for that. Because it's all very... Uh, Early in the in the planning stages. So tell us about your drag sis, Dee Dee. <laughs> yeah, because that we was a lot. That was a lot about Golden, and although I know she'll love it. Um, <laughs> so uh, Dee Dee is my drag sister, and um, we instantly well we met at Teacher's Pet, d- duh, mm-hmm. um, and we instantly connected because we both went to AMDA, 
uh, and which explain what AMDA is for the non-initiated. AMDA is the American Musical and Dramatic Academy has locations in both New York and Los Angeles. Um, I didn't know there was one in LA. Yeah, the in LA they have the conservatory and they also have the BFA oh. program. Uh, oh. New York is just the conservatory. Mm-hmm. We don't want any of your math and science. Just give us straight <laughs> musical theater acting. You can't dance. use this degree to real jobs, <laughs> but you can put it on your resume. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what that means. Yeah. We both went to AMDA. We're both uh, Golden Age gals. We're both Libras. <laughs> we Party. Both- we both get along real well. That means you're really indecisive. Mm, I mean, you've heard how many times I've uh, questioned the words I've said in this <laughs> in, the, in these past thirty minutes. <laughs> My favorite Libra moment of mine is that I was watching. I was with Golden, and I was watching the. Um, think it was cardi b did one of those like vogue 73 questions and oh i saw that too and they asked her like what's her favorite quality about being a, or her least favorite quality about being a libra <laughs> it's like i don't remember what she said she said she something said. about indecisive and that was the first yeah. time i ever heard that libras were indecisive and no I, it's it's so and true. i turned to golden <laughs> i turned to golden and i go i don't think i'm indecisive am i indecisive <laughs> like, she, she literally looked at me and was like did you hear the question that just came out of your mouth because i feel like the answer is in the question <laughs> um yeah i love Didi. i love golden i love betty i love my drag family very much betty and i also have a very interesting story of how we met uh feel, sorry. Free, feel free to share free. yeah <laughs> We met at an. This is a safe space. <laughs> we met at an audition for Ragtime. Oh. Uh, that was a dance call. So they did the dance first, and I don't know uh, for the listeners out there who may not know what Ragtime is. The uh, original production, the choreography is mostly them just walking in circles. So to have a dance mm. call for Ragtime is kind of like. Why? And uh, me being the uh, mover at best that I am, uh, did not <laughs> did not make it um, past the dance call. But uh, when we were standing in line, this is also the gracious star story. Uh, when we were standing in line, um, Betty had asked to borrow a tissue, and so I gave her one. And then I went to go throw it out and there was this open practice room with a garbage can right next to it there was a woman inside but I didn't think much of it because she wasn't doing anything she was just standing inside the room Mm -hmm. go to throw out the tissue and she yells at me she is like how dare you I pay for this space this is my practice room and you're throwing out your tissues in my garbage can I she I she literally held up the garbage can and I took the tissues out of it and then was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm just like <laughs> apologizing profusely. I'm like, I wasn't expecting this much of a reaction from the act of throwing something out. I grabbed the tissues out of the garbage can and I found a, a janitor's cart somewhere in the hallway. And I was like, I think it's safe to throw these out here. And oh my God. Threw them out in there. Um, and then Betty, wanting to tweet about it, was like, what's your Twitter? And then while I was in the dance call... 
found all of my tweets about Dragula and just, like, Mm. drag and was like, oh, I can vibe with this person. So then we became Mm -hmm. Twitter friends, and then I invited her to a drag show, and the rest is history. Aw, that's so cute. (laughs) And you guys, y'all were roommates, right? And Mm -mm. No, you weren't. No. No. Because... I've only had no because I lived in an I lived in the nunnery and then I lived in. <laughs> right. That was. <laughs> you told me about that. That was like my favorite thing. I lived in the nunnery you. and then I lived in Harlem and now I live in Chicago and that is the extent of my <laughs> right. geographic locations. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So my last question before we go to break is obviously you have an acting background and you have background in musical theater. Yeah. How did you develop your Ray of Sunshine character? With that in the back of your head. With that in the background. Mm-hmm. Well, at yeah. first, I didn't want Rhea to be anything like uh, Ashley. Um, I wanted Rhea to be this, like, kind of alien sort of thing. Not not necessarily, like, looking like an alien, but just, like, someone I would never... I'd, I'd never find myself being. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, because I had put such a a golden age facade on who Ashley Benson has to be. Um, Mm -hmm. You just dox yourself on our podcast. (laughs) My, both my personas are very publicly available. I'm like, she's an actress. (laughs) She needs to dox dox herself. Ashley Elizabeth Benson is all over the place. What's your social security number? What's your credit card? (laughs) Please cast Ashley Benson for your upcoming production. Not the one from Pretty Little Liars. Um. That's true. Oh my God, I never realized you have the same name. That must be annoying as hell as an actress. uh, Holy shit. And she's gay too, so I can't even be the only gay Ashley Benson. No, she's not just gay. She's also bisexual. Well, yes. Okay, she's bi, but she dated Cara Delevingne, and I was like, come on. I know, I remember. I've had a couple friends message me and be like, I didn't know you were dating Cara Delevingne, and I'm like, Uh, I'm not, but I... They broke up, though. I'm really sad about that. Sorry to hear it. Uh, (laughs) I don't know what we were. (laughs) Ashley Elizabeth Benson is me. So is Rhea Sunshine. And I had this, like, golden age facade ever since... You know, Amda's great for a lot of things, and then it's also uh, toxic in the way that it expects you to create, like, the perfect image image of yourself. Yeah. The perfect castable image. When the Mm -hmm. reality is, is, like, you're castable just as you are. You just have to embrace who you are, and then the things that you were doing will get you cast in things. There's There's no perfect recipe for being an actor. There's no perfect recipe for getting cast in something which is well the perfect recipe is nepotism <laughs> let's be real <laughs> that is the recipe for success if you want to be an actor yes yeah. yes and that one sentence took like three years of living in new york and doing drag to figure out so <laughs> <laughs> it's not just acting it's anything in entertainment yeah that's the only way you're gonna and just anything in general corporate all yeah that. so uh so raya was a chance for me to be someone who didn't have any expectations put on them and could mm-hmm. just what literally whatever um which is why i had the triangles at first um yeah which golden on your face hated um (laughs) (laughs) she was like it's hard to take a picture of you with those giant white triangles under your eyes the flash just bounces right off (laughs) 
Oh, shit. <laughs> like, okay, mom, leave in. me alone. I get it. You don't like them. I'm experimenting. I, this I'm is, finding this, myself. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just basically just the version of, like, an annoying teenager for Golden. Um, <laughs> which she, she Yeah, which she needs. Sometimes you just need an yeah. annoying teenage daughter. Um, That's right. Uh, through doing UDP, I kind of, because I was doing drag so often, which I hadn't been doing before, because it's, you know, there's open stages, but it's, it's hard to convince yourself to get into drag to do one number after traveling for like an hour to get to Astoria. So. (laughs) Wow. I think someone else on this podcast can relate. (laughs) And it's not me. (laughs) It's Um. just like, it's so much, it takes, it was like an hour to do my makeup. It still is. Maybe UDP less. was an hour and thirty minutes away from my house in Brooklyn. So see, I lived in I I lived in Harlem. So UDP was like thirty minutes or maybe less from me. Um, um, so that was fine. But and for the only other open stage I do a lot um, was Barracuda for um, Star Search, and that was every Thursday. Mm-hmm. And I would only get to Barracuda because I would literally do my makeup in class. During class, I would like powder down my eyebrows because I didn't want to. I've gotten into drag in like the in well for me the weirdest place is any place that isn't my bedroom in front of my vanity. Mm-hmm. Um, I got into drag. I had a hostess job at a restaurant in uh, Midtown, not Midtown, Upper West Side. I got into drag in the bathroom of that restaurant, and the ba- the re- restaurant only had two bathrooms. <laughs> so I was like Iconic. in there. I was I heard someone knock on the door, and I was like, I'm gonna be out in like 30 minutes. Hold on. Um, <laughs> And just oh rushing. I didn't even have to. I wasn't even performing a number that night. I got into drags. I could surprise Golden for Mother's Day. Aww. Um, Aww. <laughs> but um, I've gotten into drag in the bathroom at the Girl Scout store. I've gotten into drag just like. Which you used to work at. Yes. It. You weren't just randomly at a Girl Scout store. <laughs> and with that note, we're going to go to break. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where this Which podcast is going. I have to go gone. to the bathroom. <laughs> So. Such a... It's going to be a long episode. You'll probably have to edit out a lot. That's I'm aware. <laughs> no, it's not your fault. Um, I, we'll be right back, kids. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Wig, okay. I know. Wig, I feel that already. Wig, okay. Wig, did you just say wig? Wig, okay. Please stay. And you're back. And we're back. <laughs> Welcome back from the break, guys. <laughs> it's my podcast now. I'm going to call the shots. <laughs> well, please, please interview us, Raya, please. Yeah, no, we were, like, so tired of, like, all of it. <laughs> you could do your, your the job for us. <laughs> so, um, over the break, we were talking about um, Ultimate Drag Pageant, hosted by Marty Gold Cummings. Yes, yes. MGC. You, you you guys both did it. Yeah. So what can you tell us about both of your experiences? Mainly Rhea's. <laughs> <laughs> um, I agree. Well, my experience, uh, uh, Marty had messaged me and they were like, hey, we're doing a new cycle of Ultimate Drag Pageant. Are you interested? And coming from a... A drag mother who has won the competition and a drag sister who won the first season of All Stars, I was like, there's non-existent pressure. It's only pressure that I'm putting on myself. But Mm -hmm. I was just kind of like, 
I should message them. They would know. I'm like, this sounds really exciting, but also I might be, you know, really busy. Who knows what I'm doing for the next nine weeks or whatever, mm-hmm. however long it was. I think it was eight weeks, but we had some breaks in between for holidays and stuff, which mm-hmm. was nice. I don't think I would have survived without the like one week off for Christmas. Um, not Christmas, Thanksgiving. Uh, <laughs> Time doesn't matter. It was. Anymore. I mean, it was. It was this time last year that I was doing all the wow. drag pageant. I just oh yeah, got, that makes sense. That makes yeah, sense. <laughs> I just got um, a notification the other day that was like, a year ago today, you did Snatch Game, and I was like, mm-hmm. don't remind me of it. Uh, <laughs> Who did you do? I did Kimmy Schmidt from Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, that's the cute. picture that I posted did really well. My performance as Kimmy Schmidt, not so much. Like I looked really. Like I, like her. I feel like I looked the part, and I thought yeah. my number was kind of cute. It was a little Christmassy. It was that whole like, I don't know if you, how much you know of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I watched the first two seasons. I watched, I watched the first season, and then I didn't really watch like much more. Uh, it it. I mean, I couldn't. It just stopped being good for me. It's yeah. not a good show. Uh, <laughs> I'll say anyway, that. As someone who's seen um, it. So I. Uh, did that um and I was in the bottom two with balls that week and we lip-synced to who's balls sorry balls McMoon <laughs> balls with I don't know who that is but that's an amazing I love <laughs> balls so much and balls loves the fact that their name is balls because then people are saying balls so much uh <laughs> I, I'm into it that's like a great way to like advertise yourself balls McMoon um anyway we were in the bottom two and we lip-synced to you haven't seen the last of me <laughs> I share I'm pretty sure and I was just like emotional wreck and Marty comes up to me at the end and uh they were like are you okay and I was like yeah I'm just like I my I was just like in fight or flight mode because I just really want to stay and I want to move on to the next week and Marty taps my shoulder and goes well you are see you next week and I was like thanks um i i feel like that like that competition people got so into it like people get really really like they they kind of take it like a life or death type of like i didn't think it was life or death but i really loved the number that i had planned for the finale the Uh, so i had my the way my planning went and i don't know if martyr can relate but i planned for the first four weeks because that was the first elimination i was like i'm not gonna make it past that point (laughs) Mm-hmm. I just I just kind of assumed that, you know, because uh, Andy Starling was in it and, um, oh, who I else? And Glamidia was in my uh, season. And there were, there was just some, there was a lot of, like, you know, semi-established queens or, like, queens who had been doing drag longer than I had. And I just kind of assumed, you know, like, I, one, have always had trouble getting people to come out to shows for... Not anymore. If you want me to do a show, I have a great audience turnout. But uh, plug, 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 plug. (laughs) But I've always had trouble. That's Ashley Benson. (laughs) (laughs) But I've always had trouble getting people to come to shows. You know, because it's just like it's mind-boggling to me as a person who like goes to everything and literally like flew to Kansas City to see my sister in her bar drag competition. I'm like. I'm going to go to support my friends. And then yeah. I'm doing something and people are like, what day is it? What time of the month is it? No, sorry, can't go. Um, 
So I'm busy. It's a I'm busy thing. until the 31st of February, so you can get back to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So literally that. So I was just I I didn't have uh, high hopes that I was gonna make it past the first week, especially past the fourth week, first elimination, because it was an mm-hmm. audience based competition. Um, but I did. <laughs> So that was exciting. And then I was like, oh, my God, I have four weeks of unplanned uh, things. And so, you know, it was literally like pop princess night going to rainbow right after work and like picking three <laughs> things that I knew were going to fit me, running back uptown, getting in drag, putting the stuff on and being like, let's go do a number, folks. And like <laughs> finishing the mix the night before and like insanity. The first four weeks were really calm. And then the last four weeks were, like, just really pushing me to my limits of how fast I could get things done. <laughs> Rainbow, I can't, like, emphasize enough that how important Rainbow is to it's a so drag important. person's wardrobe. Uh, <laughs> it's also, like, I I wear their stuff for, like, everyday stuff. Like, I, I'm obsessed with it. It's really nice basics. So. It's, like... <laughs> <laughs> it's like glam. I don't care that they're cheap. I don't want to call them yeah. like glamorous because that doesn't seem like the right word. I want to say like campy, no. campy. They're campy enough to be like draggy, but they're not. Um, they're cheap enough to be like affordable and useful, yeah. but also like everyday. They're good basics. I mean, yeah, I literally, literally that. It was like <laughs> it felt like a little mini challenge I had given myself. I like I ran and I was like costume designer hat on. What do I need to look like Miley Cyrus? And I was like sequin dress. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this uh, Hannah Montana Miley Cyrus, not current Miley Cyrus. Uh, Clarification. Well, I mean, I think current Miley Cyrus wear. Yeah, I was like sequin. <laughs> She's not dress, doing glam rock. Bell, and then uh, for the <laughs> for the number, I was like uh, I was like s- stripping down so that it would be this like little uh, bad girl moment into like Hannah Montana Miley to. Uh, like the current wrecking ball Miley. Oh, cool. And I found a clip of her being interviewed by, um, oh God, Barbara Walters. And where, <laughs> where she was like, oh yeah, I mean, I'm just like a good Christian girl. I don't think I'd ever do any of this stuff. I don't think I would do like drugs, not me, like alcohol, who? And like, <laughs> and then uh, I was. What a different life. <laughs> And it was just, and she's like, I just think I have, like, a really strong family base, which is why, you know, I'm not going to end up like Amanda Bynes or, like, things like that. And, um... Yikes. <laughs> the names were dropped by Barbara Walters. She was repeating those oh, names. okay. Barbara Walters was Damn. like, what do you think the difference between you and Amanda Bynes is? And she was like, my family and my religion. Um, and so... While I, while I could say a lot of things right now, and I'm not going to. <laughs> and while I was, and while I was lip syncing that, I was like taking the dress off to reveal this like black lingerie moment. Anyway, Ooh. I the most terrifying night of of UDP because that is not me whatsoever, and I was just like freaking out. Anyway, but I think that drag like pushes people to you know, yeah let go yeah um you know I'm this is off topic but re- related is that um when i went to drag con the only time i've been to drag con is the first one in new york i met manila oh the worst one <laughs> that's drag con new york city the first time was the worst drag con i've ever been to and i've been to a lot that was the ultimate worst but continue i went i i sat in manila i lined to meet manila and raja for like three hours 
Um, yep. And I got up, I got up my moment <laughs> to meet them. And I was like, I was dressed in like a mesh black top and like chunky boots and whatever. And I was like, I would never wear any of this before today. And Manila was like, that's the fun part is as you keep getting older, yeah. you wear things that you never thought you'd wear. And then you'll look back at this drag con and be like, I wear that stuff all the time now. It's and true. so, yeah, that, that thing about like well, drag I, pushing I have boundaries. A, well, I kind of have a kind of related question. Cause I want to talk about um, you being a fab, sorry, mm-hmm. female at birth and doing, female impersonation yeah um have you there's a lot of questions to talk about but like have <laughs> you had any sort of the first question would just be have you had any sort of pushback for being afab and doing female um track? i don't i don't think i've had like you know no one has come up to my face and been like how dare you do drag like you shouldn't do drag this isn't drag mm-hmm. you're just you in makeup um yeah but that is a it's a feeling that i fought because I the re- another reason why I did the triangles in the beginning was I was like I don't want to look like Ashley wearing makeup. I want to look like I'm mm-hmm. not myself because otherwise yeah. what's the point? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um and there are moments where I look at, you know, I don't do the triangles as much anymore at all. Yeah. Um but there are You're on your next phase. <laughs> yeah. But I but there are moments where I look at my my drag face and I'm like, am I just Ashley wearing makeup? Should I add more glitter? Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. So, which the answer is always yes to more glitter. Um, <laughs> so I haven't had any direct pushback, but I will say that's that, great. That it, it, I know that that can't last for long. I know that like something. I, is I think coming. with the AFAB um, female performers, like the more like the better they get known yeah the more the more people recognize him the more pushback they get i have had you know i've had a lot of people call me bio queen which i don't appreciate uh because i know that that's just not a great term to use and also why the thing is back in the day that was the only term there was no afab like that was the only term i totally but obviously a lot has changed i totally i totally understand that which is why i like you know I was tired of people asking me if I was a bio queen and then having to be the one to be like, oh, well, yeah, there it's AFAB now, but now it's not even yeah. really AFAB. Um, <laughs> I don't even, I, I mean, obviously everyone's just a drag, drag queen. Yeah. Every, like everyone's a drag queen, but I, I personally, I think your experience, your lived in experience affects like how you perform. Yeah. Because I think, everyone's personal drag like their own lived in experience if they're like yeah. a good performer will reflect in the type of drag that they do yeah and i think like if you you were raised and identify as female you're gonna have a very different look of like what is a female and like what you what message you want to say in whatever numbers you have yeah i mean than someone who was like cisgender male or anything like that yeah a lot of my, or non-binary all of it yeah if a lot of my drag numbers kind of revolve around my experiences of being a woman uh you know between uh uh, reproductive rights and uh what else (laughs) maybe i don't know Uh, well i i actually haven't seen you perform i've only seen well i've seen you like sing and stuff but like i haven't seen you do a number I've seen, of course, your like um, Instagram stuff. Yeah, I was but, like, um, they're available on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen anything anything you posted on Instagram. I've seen it, but Thank not you. in person. I don't know if you do like numbers. Maybe I mean, some people could. A lot of 
AFAB people do it on um like harassment. Yeah. Being AFAB and like just things like that. I've mm-hmm. I've I've done numbers on uh, you know um. Oh God! Now I can't even remember his name. For the better, Donald probably. Trump? No, no, the Supreme Court Justice. Uh, uh Brett, Brett Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh. I did a. Yeah. I when that whole shit was happening, I was like, mm-hmm. it really, it really took me, a, took me through it because I was like, wow, the country just really could give two shits about you know reproductive rights and and women mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, just, it was like, it was like the whole country saying they didn't care. They didn't care yeah. about my, uh, my safety, uh, or like mm-hmm. that, a, that a Supreme Court justice who had even, even to just be accused of sexual assault. Uh, yeah. There are so many, you know, if all, if all they were trying to do is get a conservative judge to be in the Supreme Court, why that one? Like, why Why do you have to pick the one on the list that has the sexual assault allegation against them? Why can't you just, like, not? <laughs> the funny thing is, there, Brett Kavanaugh is not the first judge on the Supreme I'm, Court who I'm has sure had that, sexual assault I'm allegations. Sure there have been others I look as at well. Almost, <laughs> I feel like I now look at almost every old old or older man and I'm like you definitely did something to someone who's not talking right now um <laughs> like someone Honestly, you paid probably. off but probably especially in politics but Brett Kavanaugh was the first one for me that I was aware of mm-hmm. that I was living through that I was like yeah wow um and so I made a mix about it and I was like I just want a mix so I can just be unabashedly angry <laughs> and just be like ah. And so, you know, Just a Girl, by no doubt, really does the trick. Of course. <laughs> Every, that's, like, the go-to. That <laughs> but I, that's a good that's song. The go-to. So, like, I, it's a great... But I, I mean, I, I've been standing know, since 1995, yeah, so, yes. But I, which I couldn't believe. I was like, the fact that everything that, you know, she's talking about in that song is still something that's going on now. And, I mean, I was born in 97, so it's like... Oh, <laughs> you're the same age as my sister. It's fine. <laughs> um, I forgive you. <laughs> you forgive me for being 23. Thank you. <laughs> oh, God. To be 23. Oh, I remember uh, those days. To be 23 in a global this. pandemic, man. It's just the life. Uh, <laughs> but, it's true. But yeah, I um. And my number for the finale of UDP, which I was really looking forward to do, and I'm very grateful mm-hmm. that I did get to do it, uh, was to rise up by Andrew Day and ended with a um, like a spoken word poem that Halsey did at the uh, the Women's March uh, in DC, and it just you know I had a moment a couple weeks before the finale where I was just like this hit the strike of inspiration. I was like, this is, this is what I need to do. I need to create a number, something like this. Um, Mm -hmm. And I knew exactly what I was going to do. And I created the, uh, the PowerPoint that was going to be behind me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We love projection. Obscura had to help me with it because I was like, I can't, I didn't have Photoshop at the time. And I was like, how do I add Uh, a spotlight for like a circle for the spotlight so that people can (laughs) see my face? 
and we were just like emailing each other final documents back and forth like the night before the finale oh my god <laughs> shout out to obscura shout out to obscura they just like something i posted on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> i love obscura um but yeah i also doing udp which was the beginning of this whole thing <laughs> that's okay um, we're, we're going through don't worry we're going through everything i want to talk about. I'm, trying, <laughs> I'm trying really hard uh, <laughs> um you know udp really taught me that there is more of a community there for me than i thought you know mm. starting drag being a bedroom beauty <laughs> And starting drag. Which is also um, something that is extremely common with AFAB queens. Yeah. Like, they almost exclusively start I wasn't, as bedroom I was queens. not, a, I mean, I have a picture of my first attempt at a drag face <laughs> and my second attempt, and neither were great. So, like, the fact, <laughs> the third time I did my drag face was my drag debut, and that was mm-hmm. the best one. <laughs> Well, that's good. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Um, oh, I wasn't about to, you know, just, like, throw on a face and walk out into the world like I'm some perfect person. Because I knew mm-hmm. even my first attempt at doing drag is not something that the pu- public should see. <laughs> 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 because I also feel, even even if it's just my own pressure I'm putting on myself, I think being uh, a woman who does drag comes with this higher level of expectation and perfectionism that uh, then that's placed on, uh, you know, cis male performers who who Mm -hmm. start out, you know, they're kind of encouraged to be a mess. And uh, that's not really the case for, uh, you know, anyone else. Um, (laughs) Everyone else is kind of expected to be like drag race level ready when they walk out. And, you know, for for uh, women who do drag, I feel like there's even more expectation to be perfect because you, like, already have the parts and, like, the facial structure for it. I'm putting air quotes around parts just so Well, also, knows. like, the idea that... <laughs> the same Which parts. isn't even... <laughs> yeah, the same parts. It's also, like, assume that because you're a woman that... Or AFAB in general, that you've been experimenting with makeup your whole life, yeah. which is not necessarily not true. Necessarily it certainly true. wasn't true for me. I, <laughs> I mean, I had been doing makeup because uh, at AMDA, you had to come with makeup on every day for dance classes. Uh, mm-hmm. That's strange. <laughs> it's a... Wouldn't it sweat off? That sounds culty. That sounds <laughs> that sounds like sorority level. Oh, it's cult. so like it's like just regular. It's just I'm, like I'm regular confused. makeup. It was like, the theory was like lashes. The theory was like you, you weren't alive if you didn't have red lipstick on. It was like you weren't, wow. you weren't ready for I mean, class. It's true, like but... it was part of. Well, I guess they're trying to like prepare you for auditions. Exactly, where you would have so to. So like makeup on. when I'm showing up to my eight a.m. tap class with just I I mean there would be times where I would like literally just put on red lipstick I'm like I'm here whatever and then like I wouldn't you know because I my face would break out I had started doing like full foundation red lipstick mm, mascara you have to be very careful blush and then like I'd come home and I'm just like peeling it off <laughs> so I started Oops. to just literally just wear red lipstick and I was like I'm ready <laughs> And maybe put some blush on that no one could see on top of my uh, concealed, uh, like, and some concealer. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I had been experimenting with makeup, was the point of that sentence. 
<laughs> um, but it's it's different when you like you know gluing your eyebrows down and uh, oh yeah, and, I still and can't everything do that. has to be you know kind of change of proportions. You're still changing yeah. your face shape. Yeah. Like you're still adjusting how people perceive you. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I think if you're doing that heavy of makeup, you're doing drag. I, I'm a weirdo, <laughs> and I think whatever you're doing is drag. Like I've come to show. I agree. This is this is where me and Martyr totally agree on. Oh, I think I've so too. I've gone to shows. <laughs> I've gone to shows. No wig, bald head, no makeup. Stole the fucking show. Got all the tips. Like, <laughs> it, think, it can be done. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that drag and makeup necessarily have to go hand in hand. Because I agree. drag itself is a performance art form. And the makeup is meant to enhance the performance. Uh, it's not meant to be the performance. Yeah. Um, unless you want it to be. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I agree. So, yeah. But it's still a whole new a whole new ball game. And, uh, and now we're... Uh, now everyone's a now bedroom everyone's queen. Everyone's a bedroom queen. I mean, I've That's made true. two. The thing, the thing with me and digital drag is that I don't want to just film myself in front of like a blank wall or like mm-hmm. a green screen. A green screen and like have technology do the rest. Like I want different shots and I want it. I almost consider them music videos in my mind. Like I'm creating Same. a music video for this mix. Like nothing's. Uh, nothing's going to be the same as if I perform it live. Um, but, you know, like, the same moments are going to happen uh, that I might be used to. But uh, if I I approach every mix I have or mix I create for digital drag purposes of, like, what would it look like if I had the money to make it a music video? And then... <laughs> And then I kind of try and figure out how to make it work or cut some things out. Um, I I think people are underutilizing digital drag because, like, I think people are still filming to just do, like, a standard show kind of thing. Like, they're yeah. Yeah. performing for an audience that isn't there. So, like, um, I'm personally obsessed with doubling myself, and that means oh, you have so twice pretty. as money. You have twice as many looks. So, like... <laughs> Get on that content, girlies. <laughs> what do you mean doubling yourself? Doubling yourself as in, like, shooting... Uh, two videos two, of yourself? Two videos of yourself and then splicing it in with each other. So you're having a conversation with each other. Oh, yeah. I'm obsessed yeah. with it. I think it's so much fun. And it's a lot of work, but, like, you have twice as many content. Like, if you just want to shoot one look and then another look, but then have that video where they're combined, like, girl, narrative. Narrative. <laughs> narrative. <laughs> yeah. I, um... For my birthday show i created a a video for my just a girl mix that we've Mm -hmm. already talked about here (laughs) not just a girl all that jazz um and uh it was it was really fun to like i thought it was just gonna be me lip syncing it like i i truly was like for my birthday show i created two numbers there was a number at the beginning that was like it's my party and i'll cry if i want to because the whole Mm -hmm. show was ballads um and I did cry. You did, I think um, you cried after the first video. I did. I, I was like, Gloria did a number in Lincoln Center, and I was like, Lincoln Center. That's my, the most uh, New York thing I've ever heard in my life. Uh, I I love Lincoln Center, and Amda's right behind. I miss. I haven't been there since um from four. Amda's right behind Lincoln there, Center, but, so I would walk. Uh, right, right, right. Uh, 
in my last semester, I would intentionally walk through Lincoln Center to get to classes. Mm -hmm. So I love Lincoln Center. It's my favorite place in all of New York. Um, (laughs) So seeing it, I was like, (laughs) just crying tears. Um, And then Obscura went and did this whole number about how New York isn't the same without me. And I was like, you're hitting me in my heart. I'm going to. That's so upsetting. (laughs) That is so upsetting. She, she. That was a personal. What's wrong with you? That was a personal attack on me, to be quite honest. Yeah, that was a nice. (laughs) But the whole show was really beautiful. Anyway, I created two numbers for that. So I thought that the second number, I would just like, you know, maybe be chill and maybe not have like seven million different things I needed to accomplish in it. And then uh, suddenly, I was uh, filming in three different looks and uh, nice and just all all of the fun. It's all the work, but all the payoff. So, like, I get it. It's a really great video. Maybe I'll release it someday. It's not on my Instagram yet. Oh, my God. It's always time. Um, I'm kind of holding off. So, with that, we're going to take another break, kids. And we'll get back to talk about more digital drag. And then we'll hear Rhea's craziest story. But I'm pretty sure I know what it is. (laughs) I don't know what it is. Um, Stay tuned. Okay. (laughs) Caitlin's in for a story then. Um, we'll be right back, kids. Wig. Bye! Bye. I know. Wig. I feel that already. Wig. Okay. Wig. Did you just say wig? Wig. Okay. I am ready for my wig to go flying. And we're back. So what have you been up to in quarantine? Yeah, running is something I've started in the in the pandemic, and uh, that's amazing. I've start- well now you have like places to run. <laughs> yeah, I mean I go to different forest preserves. I just started. Oh wow! I just started a different uh, different. I just started a, a plan to run a ten k in March. So <gasps> oh that's my god! My goal. Um, Holy shit! So I had to. Run- I ran two miles today, which was really nice. But it's supposed to. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I can't run anywhere. <laughs> I'm doing a I'm doing a turkey trot on Thursday, which is a Aww. 5K for Thanksgiving. Holy shit! <laughs> Just any sort of running baffles me because I cannot. Like I have no endurance. My dad was actually like he was almost a professional runner. Like he like almost he was like kind of close to getting to the Olympics oh. for running, and like that whatever he had, I do not have. I cannot do it. Yeah, I have no endurance. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I never thought that I would be a runner. Uh, <laughs> but, but the pandemic does some crazy but like, ass things. You know, when that's my only thing for the entire day is that I yep. have a run, it gives me purpose to wake up. It's, like, it's, especially, <laughs> like, I think it's just all of us being on unemployment. Like, luckily, so I moved into the city. You left. I moved in. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's a and I moved into my boyfriend's apartment and there's just so many projects that I have to be doing. So that like took over my life, which is good. I need like some sort of focus or I will lose my fucking yeah. mind. Well, I That's me had, right now. I had that yeah. moment after, after the birthday show. Cause I had been focusing on it. I mean, the month before mm-hmm. I was moving and then, uh, I was doing eclectic and then the birthday show happened and I was like, I was going, going, going for at least August and September and the beginning of October. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. and then my actual birthday happened. And then I was like, now yeah. what? Yeah. <laughs> I've been doing stuff. And that happened after UDP, too. But I was still living mm-hmm. my life in the city where I was like, well, yeah. I was going, going, going. And I was like, 
I am not an artist. I have no, like, no ability to do anything. Me, I don't know. Like, I don't have any day. goals. <laughs> like, what am I doing? Uh, and, you know, the constant uh, identity crisis of drag versus oh acting. God. Of just being, like. Oh, yeah. Like, I can't even imagine. Am I focusing too but much on But think how many drag queens, like, you know, started as actors. I mean, That's why it's funny that AMDA doesn't encourage that because. I feel like acting and drag like really go hand in hand. Well, drag has enhanced my ability to perform while singing so much. Like exactly. it just has made my expressions bigger. I mean, the note I get constantly is that I'm acting like too small, air quotes, for the um mm-hmm. uh for the stage. And so doing drag and watching drag queens, I mean that's why I fell in love with Golden so instantly because I was watching mm-hmm. her do uh, teacher's pet watching her do her numbers and I was like this is everything I've been taught in school happening right in front of me like none of my classmates mm-hmm. are doing this that well like no. <laughs> um so and then I saw more drag queens and I'm like I love watching Marty and uh Martyr and Obscura and all my friends and it was uh just like Gloria it's like and- a different yeah, it's a different kind of class. It's a different but, it's a different kind of but class. But it's a it's- more immediate class. I feel like drag performers who come from acting backgrounds, like they're the only way they're able to get work is through drag cuz it's, it's just so hard to get work as an actor. And if they didn't have drag, they wouldn't be performing at all. Yeah. So which is why and that's another thing is that I was like yeah. with drag, I at least have open stages available to me yep. that I can mm-hmm. go to cuz I, you know, having the soprano voice I have and being like just wanting to sing Mr. Snow is not something that uh, bars really take well to. So any of those like karaoke, like a cabaret show. Yeah. Any of those cabarets or I did, um, I did a a singing competition at rock bar and I was like first eliminated. (laughs) I think we went Um, to that. Me and Caitlin, didn't we go to that? Maybe. I I remember going there. Um, oh, it's called Gays Got Singing or Gays. Yeah, I yeah. remember going I didn't there go to, to that. see you. I think someone someone else was in it. I don't know. Someone wanted me to go. I don't know. And then I also uh, saw you there. Yeah. Um, I, and I, you know, it was fine. I just, I was trying to take risks and that's not what you should do in, in a singing competition. Maybe in a drag competition, mm. but in a singing competition yeah. when you have yeah. a week, just sing something you know. You know, um, yeah. <laughs> don't. Don't try and sing a song from an acapella musical that you didn't really practice and don't know the oh, words shit. to. Mm, um, it happens. <laughs> it's I don't know how you sing. Like it's so nerve wracking. I feel like yeah. My mom's also a singer, so like it's another thing that did not running, get passed singing. down to me. <laughs> yeah, writing and singing things I cannot do. Shocker. That my parents can do very I'm, well. I'm your parents' daughter. We've we were yeah, literally. I think we were definitely switched at birth. Clearly, clearly, my parents would be very happy with you as their daughter. Um, yeah. So having those open stages available to me at Rock Bar, Rock Bar, and Icon. Uh, and having friends doing drag who wanted me to be in their shows, like Coco Taylor, like Golden, uh, gave me opportunities to act that I wasn't getting. Because even in auditions, you only have, like, a minute, maybe, probably less. And you're not really getting to, like, have a moment with any sort of audience. uh, Other than Mm -hmm. the 
casting casting director, director who is not paying not, attention yeah, they, really they just care about you. i'm like oh, yeah do they look good I'm like yes or no that's it like, are they what we're looking for check no moving on got it yeah literally that it's literally do you look good and do you sound okay and that's it <laughs> so that's why i started doing drag for that opportunity the opportunity to like be someone who doesn't have expectations put on them that was the most fulfilling part of it was to just do whatever the fuck i wanted to do in a wig and converse because i <laughs> didn't really wear heels um <laughs> and That's just okay. be whoever i wanted to be wear my uh giant white triangles under my eyes and uh <laughs> my uh wig out of a bag <laughs> and combed through just a little bit and be like I am the most beautiful woman in the world hell yeah so the reason I particularly wanted you on right now because I've been wanting you on for a long time obviously <laughs> the reason why I want you on right now is because I think you're taking like the digital drag platform and using it to your advantage and I don't know if everyone is doing that in the pandemic right now but you are like you're producing your own shows Thank and you. like you're I, I guess you were like that before the pandemic like you were always had like an internet presence but I think it's like been expanded now yeah I am I've always been the kind of person who for some reason producing producing shows just like makes sense to me like I see mm -hmm. it as a checklist and I'm like do yeah. this do this do this do this show happens we're done because um, before the before the pandemic i i co-produced uh a cabaret of amda alums with a friend of mine from college um and that was like you know ticket sales and all of that having yeah. to be reinforced with digital drag so far i haven't uh everything's been free and streaming on twitch or uh mm -hmm. Yeah, streaming on Twitch. <laughs> I was like, or um, something else? No, just that. <laughs> no IG Live for you? You're not going to fall asleep on IG Live? Oh, you're not an IG Live queen? How not dare you? really. I mean, no one comes to any Instagram lives. <laughs> no, me and Martyr and I really hate Instagram I, lives. I mean, I turned off those notifications like day two oh, of uh, hell yeah. everything. I, Can you do hell that? Yeah. Yeah, you can. Oh, you didn't know you could do that. I didn't know I could do that. I need to do that. Oh my god, <laughs> how do you live your life? Well, I don't really get. Do I don't get that I many. I, live I, knowing that every single person I follow is live at every moment at of the this day. I've never time. done a live, like anything on there before. I think I like joined someone else's live, but like as like a solo person, I haven't done it. So like, I've I, joined people's lives. I did a live before my birthday show. Is like a. Uh, pre thing because I was having some technical issues and I was like I told everyone I was going to start at this time so I'm going to do something um, <laughs> but uh, yeah producing my own shows has always been a way for me to work around the feeling of uh, competing for other people's gigs or trying to find a mm -hmm. space where I fit in uh, you know why look when you can just make your own um not that what have you learned anything while doing these shows like do you have like oh this is like a mistake i shouldn't do this again. oh 110 yeah. <laughs> percent there's always like what advice would you give to like someone who wanted to do like their own digital show yeah uh for someone like i guess like using twitch would be like 
Twitch is honestly the easiest. I'm currently looking into other ways because I want to start involving a ticket price. So I have mm -hmm. to be able to have some sort of like private link associated with it. But if you yeah. just want to do a show, I mean, I was doing Twitch shows with my webcam on my computer um, and the microphone on my computer too. Uh, and screen sharing the video I put together. I mean, it it can be as simple as that. It doesn't have to... And the Twitch um, company has their own streaming, uh, like, software, I'll say. Uh -huh. So they have their mm -hmm. own... It's called Twitch Studio, uh, and it's oh. free. A lot of... I mean, the this, this studios like OBS is another software that I'm aware of. Uh, mm -hmm. But I think that... Twitch Studio is really user-friendly. It may not... <laughs> I have definitely had my share of, like, you know, glitchy streams and, and technical difficulties with it. But at the end of the day, it works fine. If you're just starting out and you want to, mm -hmm. you know, obviously the more you do something, the more you try and get better at it, the more you figure mm -hmm. out what will actually accomplish that. Yeah. Um, and I was doing my shows on a computer I've had for five years, I now have a new computer, but... Uh, and you look great. No you. one can see you thank right you. now, but you look great. <laughs> what are you talking about? This is going on YouTube right after. <laughs> oh, yeah. Caitlin promised it wasn't going to be seen. <laughs> I, I did. Um, <laughs> I was like, you don't have to get into drag. Don't worry. Uh, we didn't like, get your again. NDA. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> again, two public personas. It doesn't really matter. I'm not trying to hide the secret here. Um... <laughs> You're the opposite of, like, most drag queens. Yeah, like, you can know me either way. Call me whatever name. I don't care. I'll respond. And hire me. And hire me, please. Um, I get 10% every time you hire <laughs> Caitlin's my new manager. Manager. <laughs> um, it was a natural progression. Yeah. Um, so with the, with the shows that I've done over yeah. quarantine uh the first few being eclectic which actually came out of a really wild um group chat that i was a part of full of different uh uh afab queens from around the world like i'm uh and for them a lot of them it was their first time meeting other uh afab people who do drag and mm -hmm. Like there was uh, Carla Carla Marx, <laughs> Carla Beauty Marx. Um, she is uh, she helped me. We both like produced Eclectic together. Uh, she's was in South Africa at the time, and now she's in London. Um, I've that seems to be a thing with South African queens because I know South African queens, and they all end up in London. Well, well, know. Carla's <laughs> thing was that, uh, and and they told me this that they couldn't get booked because there was like one bar. I'm yeah, this is a no, there's no, there's story, no place. But there was one there, bar no, and like four yeah. queens, and they were trying yeah. to like not pay her for things and uh, yeah. not include her. And mm -hmm. anyway, they moved to London, um, but. I've also met so many queens in Canada. I mean, just like, I feel like I have Canada friends has a lot. everywhere except Chicago. Um, 
Well, that's gonna change. Do you know how many queens are in Chicago? I know. It's like it's more than New York right now. I know. Like it has to be more than New York right that's now. That's funny. Like there's so many. One day, so one day I'll meet you're someone gonna, from and Chicago. There's, there are like a lot of AFAB queens there as well. Yeah. Um. But through um through producing uh co-producing eclectic uh and having that opportunity, I pretty much took the reins of the show and was like. We're going to do this, this, and this. I need these things by this date. Send me your pictures. We'll get this poster made. We'll do the show. And I literally, the first eclectic happened the day after I got back from moving myself out of New York. So you've learned a lot from doing all these digital drag shows mm-hmm. and you have a show coming up. I do. That... We are recording in time for it to be available. <laughs> It'll be available, I guess, in a couple of weeks from this airing. Yeah. So why don't you tell us about it? It's called A Very Merry Holiday Fundraiser. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> as starring a lot of um, fun and fabulous queens and kings and everything in between. Um, Riley Poppyseed will be in it. Golden Delicious. Dee Dee Comeswell. Gloria Swansong. Gina Tonic. Uh, it's a very... Uh, fun cast of people and I'm very excited to see what they do uh it's December 19th at 9 p.m eastern standard time which is 8 p.m central time and (laughs) tickets are five dollars so if you message me um we can figure it out (laughs) (laughs) Venmo and PayPal Venmo Venmo and PayPal my Venmo is at tip sunshine my PayPal is paypal.me backslash tip sunshine that's a smart that's a smart um username yeah I'm not the first one I think I think Aria Derchi was the first one I heard was like tip Aria and I was like that makes sense that's so smart Because it's kind of complicated, like, figuring out how Because a lot of queens spell their names very strangely, so it's just hard to, like, tip people. And I especially was not going to try and, like, have people remember that Rhea is spelled with an E. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) And Martyr, take notes when you're writing down. (laughs) (laughs) That my name is spelled with an E? (laughs) I know that. Thank you. Like, (laughs) name, Rhea, R-A-E. Why? <laughs> okay, but how do you spell sunshine? Well, <laughs> you're from the Sunshine State, shouldn't you know? Yeah, T. <laughs> <laughs> I pretend not to see. And that's as shady as I ever get. Um, <laughs> um, so it's going to be a really great show, and all the proceeds, all the ticket sale proceeds, are benefiting Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS because oh that's a great charity yeah i was um a bucket brigader for them for the last uh for the past three years i've been a bucket brigader for them which bucket brigaders are the people who stand outside of broadway shows with red buckets and ask you to donate (laughs) uh they just say donate to broadway cares give us money please here do you want a magnet for five dollars (laughs) um and and they raise a lot of and money. They raise and a lot it's of very money important and it goes to work. A lot of, it goes to a lot of well-deserved charities and foundations across the country, not just New York and not just uh, 
for fighting AIDS, there's also the Phyllis Newman uh, Health Initiative, and I might be saying that first name wrong, but it is a health initiative. Uh, <laughs> I'm like trying to take the spiel, the spiel that everyone gives at the end of the show, and like turn. It I know in. what you're talking about. <laughs> like, so if you if you if you have ever gone to a Broadway show <laughs> like in the winter time, at the yeah. end of the show at curtain call, they give you this whole spiel, and like they like guilt trip you into <laughs> giving money but you should be guilt tripped because it's for very good causes yes and mm-hmm. and the thing is is that it would be happening around now like it would be i would be working thanksgiving weekend as a volunteer for broadway cares uh and then it also happens in the spring as well around mm-hmm. easter time because uh, they have the uh, bonnet show um but it's gonna be a really great show december 19th Yay. is it my turn is it's it my turn. only question? <laughs> Today you actually had more than one question, and I'm so proud of you, you for taking I'm bra- advantage I'm getting, of this I'm getting moment. out of my shell. Okay. Aww. Um, it's my one important question, the most important question, if you do, if you yeah, ask me. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Miss Rhea. Mix Rhea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Can you please yeah. tell us your most crazy, insane, batshit, what have you experience you've had while in drag while you've seen drag that you heard about tell us a story seeing drag changes the game but um but as far as me being in drag uh the craziest story i have which martyr was there for um, (laughs) is when i was a part of their bushwig number i was one of the uh masked uh hands demon you're my <laughs> yeah. little demon my little hand demon. demon oh i forgot about this yeah. i was there i was an inner demon of march year yeah. and uh <laughs> i forgot about that. <laughs> but, i need to rehear this story <laughs> which was continue which was so much fun um but uh, being, you know, that my hands were my most accented, accentuated feature, uh, I had to wear these really long nails. And at the time, I also, like, personally, my fingernails were kind of long. Um, which I, in my head, was kind of like, is that a good idea to put fake fingernails on top of already long fingernails? But I ignored it. And um, so we do the number. It's fabulous. It's wonderful. It's great. <laughs> Groundbreaking, never been done before. Breathtaking, never been done amazing. Before. <laughs> Highlight Where's of my Bush Oscar? Wig. No one wanted to see anyone else. It was nope. amazing. Everyone left. Uh, it was amazing. Everyone left. And that was the end of Bush No one was there to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> and um, go back, we go backstage because uh, I wanted to uh, get out of everything. D-drag. So that I, D-drag <laughs> so that I could enjoy the rest of Bushwig because uh, I had never been before. And, um, I was trying to get these nails off and they were, I, they just were not coming off because <laughs> I had glued them on there like pretty well. Cause I didn't want them to fall off. We use, I use super glue because super glue is literally the same components of nail glue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Yes. And, and, and because we had put them on at Martyr's place and then took the, took a car took Uber, to Bushwig. Yeah. And once these nails are on, like they were so long that we couldn't. Uh, yeah. couldn't do anything essentially yeah. Yeah. like I could barely use my phone um gotta do the knuckle <laughs> I learned that with long nails you gotta do, use the knuckle um and 
So I asked Martyr for help, help taking these nails off. I think I maybe have gotten like one off, but anyway. Uh, and <laughs> they're trying so hard and they don't want to hurt me. But then like <laughs> all of a sudden it was like rip. And I was like, hmm. I think it was the last nail, wasn't it? Maybe. For, for story's sake, we'll say it was the last nail. We'll make it for dramatic. Drama. <laughs> it was the last nail that needed to be taken off. <laughs> and I was almost free of the prison I had put myself in. And Martyr rips the, rips the fake nail off and then uh -oh. also proceeds to rip off my real nail. <gasps> but not all of it. Not like nail bed and all. Just like gave it a nice trim. Uh, <laughs> and was it bleeding yes <laughs> and my nail was in shock it was like what did you just do to me oh my god oh, how no. dare you and it was bleeding and so you know I was like that stung what happened look down blood and then okay in my defense like, you were not bleeding that much <laughs> you were not, you, I was not bleeding that much but I was bleeding you were and bleeding scary. I will take a, I will take fault for that you were bleeding but it was not that much. It was not that much. You know, Scout's uh. Honor, it, it wasn't that bad, but it was funny. Um, <laughs> and I was sad because I like having long nails, and now I had to cut all of them down because Sorry. this one is, like, at, like, base level. Oh, my God. Um, what the fuck, Mark? <laughs> it's all your fault. Listen. This is the first craziest moment where it's one of the hosts. Yep, it's my fault. I totally take blame. Honestly, um, I feel like I feel like it I feel like it would have happened either way, but I they were so stuck on my nails that I wasn't able to take them off. So I was just thankful that the nails were off of my fingers. Why didn't you use a metro card? I don't know. I we really, like we were they were pretty on tight. We like yeah. we kinda because um, I think the nails we used already had some glue on it. And when you do that you have to apply it less onto the nail but more onto the, like the skin area which can be a little difficult getting off but yeah clearly <laughs> we were just, we were just yeah. making sure that also they were going to be on for so long because we were getting there yeah. early and like we i think we brought nail glue but it was still like yeah why why um yeah <laughs> uh but it, i mean everything ended up being fine martyr got me a band-aid I, I did uh got the rest of my drag off uh and literally, because we were both joking, we were like, real Dragula challenge right now, like, ripping uh. these fake nails off. Um, and maybe feet away from us was Erica Clash. Uh. <laughs> and I went up to her and I was like, I, I told her what happened. I mostly just wanted to say hi. And then I ended up yeah. telling her what happened. And she was like, oh, my God, that's like Dragula level right there. <laughs> like, that's hilarious. Yes. Sign um. me up. <laughs> but but I had a wonderful time at Bushwick and it was really fun. And I um I thanked um Rhea for joining me by being a part of one of their numbers for UDP. Yeah. Um, um well that was a scary doll one, right? Mm -hmm. Me and Obscure were both in it. Um Yeah. So where I was like balancing on a cooler that I was then going to return the next day. Did you? <laughs> did you get the money back? I did. They didn't okay. say anything. It was returned without a problem. <laughs> Amazing. Love that. I've returned shoes to stores before that have been fully worn. And, like, 
no one and, and this was for a show that I was designing so that's why I'm like I'm mm-hmm. really a great costume designer on a dime uh, mm-hmm. because I know the the buying and returning game like nobody's business um, it's how you make in New York kids yeah <laughs> but also the process of like coming up with helping like you create that number for Bushwig was so much fun and I really I love that video of us in the park figuring it out it was oh my just God, like yeah. the most creativity that I had experienced in a minute and I was like this is so oh my god I love this so much so uh, I think earlier that week I, I had a different concept in mind and then um my two friends that were supposed to help me out they had a drop because they had a concert the same day or they didn't uh I think yeah, they were seeing Mitski in the park, and they didn't know, like, what day it was. And I didn't know what day we were going to be formed. So I was just like, I need someone who's a free the whole weekend. So <laughs> I reached out to people, and Rhea got back to me. I hurt my foot, so I couldn't, like, walk and do a lot of choreography. So I was just like, I basically need a number that's visually stunning, but I don't have to move. <laughs> <laughs> so I basically made my dancers dance for me <laughs> and i did most and that's how you do um, it yeah that's how you do it bitch <laughs> that's how you do it it was great um, it was really fun that was a fun number i kind of want to recreate it for like a more digital drag friendly version but that'd be cute oh, if only i was still in new york as um as we wrap up what are your plans for your drag in the future my plans for my drag in the future yeah. well i really love producing shows um so probably more of that also if someone wants to book me in their shows that'd be great because the reason I produce is because no one books me uh but also I enjoy it um so probably more producing of shows um hopefully getting involved in the Chicago drag scene once things start opening up I'm trying to like you know be more involved in in the shows that are happening of queens that are here um yeah as far as like a viewer um (laughs) yeah uh and yeah i'd really love to bring eclectic back because it was so much fun uh and it helped me give a platform to a lot of uh queens and kings uh and queens who usually didn't have that who who just don't you know i love i love being someone's reason that they create something like mm-hmm. oh i'm in this show so i have to i have to be creative i have to do something mm-hmm. i have to come up with a number um cuz you know usually that's it turns out great um and it's been the way that I've met a lot of really amazing people over quarantine. And yeah, maybe That's... Rhea sings in the future. Yeah. <laughs> Drag race season can... 14? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um... <laughs> so where can the children find you? So on Instagram, they can find me at Rhea.sunshine. X-O-X-O, that's Rhea, R-E-Y-A, dot sunshine, X-O-X-O. On Twitter, if you really want to know what I'm up to and in my mind about, you can follow me at Ashley underscore Rhea, and you can always tip me on Venmo at uh, tip sunshine. I'm also on TikTok, but that's just... 
randomness. <laughs> and that's I'm gonna at, follow you right now. I didn't even follow you on Twitter. <laughs> TikTok is also um boop, 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 boop. TikTok is also at Rhea Sunshine XOXO. It's the same as Instagram minus the dot. Perfect. But yeah, that's where I am pretty much everywhere. (laughs) Amazing. Thank you. So before we um, wrap up, we have some some other news to talk about before everything wraps up. Yes, yes. Martyr. (laughs) Oh, should I take it? Should I take the lead? Yeah, um, I wrote my... Welcome debut article i guess that was kind of weird yeah i think so um for this publication called sidewalk killer um it's for my new series that also premiered on the platform um that's sidewalk killer um killer k-i-l-l-a um i think there's two k's in sidewalk i don't remember i'll put in the description below but um yeah i talk about um, my drag and my personal history with drag, um, giant trigger warning. It's about sexual, uh, assault and rape and all that jazz. But, um, yeah. And I'm doing a print sale to benefit, um, sexual assault, um, organizations. Um, so if you're interested in buying a print, reach out to me. 20% of proceeds will be going to those organizations. So, yeah. And, and it is a very beautiful article. So stunning. You are very brutally on, honest in it, and <laughs> I'm very proud of you. Oh, thank you, babe. But yeah, I, I'd appreciate if anybody that was interested in Prince or interested in the story would go look it up. Um, love hearing, having feedback, and everything. But thank you, um, as always. Um, you absolutely should look it up. It's great. Thank you. <laughs> Thank Beautiful, you. stunning, amazing. amazing. Never before seen. <laughs> Never the same. Club. Always unique. Another club. Another club. Plain. Another article. Club. Another article. Another article. Another Work.com. <laughs> Sidewalk killer. Instagram. <laughs> Instagram. 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 <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> well. Fleets. Oh. <laughs> oh, God, fleets. Well, I with like that, fleets. <laughs> with that that note I'm Martyr you know what we have to, and I'm C. Tepper <laughs> wig it out, out. I'm C. Tepper. You can follow me on Instagram at C-T-E-P-P-E-R and read my book, The State of Drag, where I interviewed 175 drag queens from around the world. All proceeds go to charity on Amazon.com. Ooh, I love that. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at DragTheMartyr. And if you have any thoughts, comments, dick pics, send them to DragTheMartyr at gmail.com. Listen, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Pandora. And catch up with past episodes on work.com. That's W-E-R-R-R-K.com. Artwork for Wigging Out was provided by Glitter Baby Online. That's Glitter Baby Online. Thank you.